Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the hand, official handbook of the Marvel Universe and talk about all the characters you know and love and have forgotten as well. With me today is the awesome Land. Yay, I'm back again. <sighs> you can't keep me away. No, she hasn't l- went off the couch yet. Please leave. <laughs> I'm here to know nothing about Marvel. It's great. It's so far that's a lot of the roles of people <laughs> my dear listeners and Lan and me we are going to be talking about Blob oh I know him yeah what is what's the Blob he, well he's from the X-Men uh, yes. and he's like the big huge fat dude that you can't like just cannot hurt like you just punch him and your arm sinks in or you know and he like runs around like crazy and He's like he's just huge, and you can't stop him. He's one of the bad guys. Yeah, he's one of the bad guys. He also is tied up in X Men continuity. So, yay! Anything I learned about X Men, I learned from the cartoons way back in the day. Well, don't even scratch the surface <laughs> of how <laughs> messed up that continuity is. And I'm pretty sure he's in the movies too, from what I remember. But it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen those. He had a really great appearance in X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Oh, alright. Maybe I was wrong because I haven't seen that, so I guess I was hallucinating seeing him in the movies. Well, first off, his name is Fred J. Dukes. Huh. Great. He comes from Lubbock, Texas, also. And he's a very early X-Men villain. He was in X-Men number three. Oh, wow. He's been around a long time. Yeah, he's been around a long time. He, he had the unfortunate uh, side effect of his powers as he became very large and very strong. And this hit when he was during puberty. So he was a kid. Out of pretty much nowhere. Just all of a sudden became enormous. It became enormous. Which, I understand it to some extent because I went from being like Four nine, which I'm not that tall. Well, I went from being like four nine to like ninety pound, uh, ninety pounds to like five five, and weighing almost two hundred pounds in the space of like half of a year. Wow! And it took me, it took me up until I was around twenty to be able to understand how my body moves without me hitting everything and tripping over itself. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> you, Jesse, are a mutant. Perhaps I am. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> perhaps I'm actually just a meat mech suit, but my former self is controlling me. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could you could fit former me into me, like almost like a little like a like a sausage sleeve. That's weird. Sorry. And I'm just thinking of like Cronenbergian like mech animes, mecha animes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Imagine if Evangelion didn't have sleek designs and it was just giant humans that would be terrifying yeah yeah that's what we need more of i guess i guess that's where attack on titan comes in yeah yeah pretty well technically yes because it's aaron right aaron that can turn into the yeah mm -hmm. titan that's technically what he does and what the few other characters who turn into titans do they are technically meat mechas yeah, pretty much. They're like giant homunculi. But that's a different series altogether. 
So you need to start a podcast about anime, and then you invite me on. Then I can talk a lot. <laughs> so let's talk about his powers, because he actually has quite a bit to his powers. Right. Yeah, probably more than I'm remembering. Like, just saying he's resilient doesn't say a lot, because almost every hero... Like, you have heroes that are bulletproof and heroes that aren't bulletproof. Right. Yeah, but he's, like, resilient from everything, right? So he can virtually immovable at will, as long as he's in contact with the ground. And indestructible. He bonds himself to the earth beneath him by force of will, and it creates a non-directional increase of gravity beneath him. Oh, wow. His gravity field is about five foot radius from the center of balance. I didn't remember that part. And apparently he can extend the field of gravity further then and also his uh fat tissue is just able to absorb okay let's list everything it says rifle bullets cannonballs bazooka shells torpedoes so pretty much everything the larger of these projectiles recoil from his body at one half of the force impacted so like it bounces back at one half the force and he can eject them just by uh, flexing his muscles. Oh, this actually sucks. His nerve endings do not relay any tactical uh, perception to his brain that are near the epidermis. He can't feel a good hug. Blob. I wanted to say he, he needs to feel a great hug. Maybe that's why he's sad. Yeah, he you know he turned he was like he was around twelve or thirteen, and all of a sudden hugs didn't feel any good, and then you're just like, why would I even try anymore? And that's why he's on Magneto's side. Now I'm just gonna be mean to everyone now. I would be <laughs> mean if I couldn't feel hugs. I think actually I think that's probably why every villain is bad. It's like hugs got like bad for them for some reason. Their mutant abilities won't let them get hugs, and therefore they had to turn to. The bad guy side. To, to evil. I mean, really. So he can... So his fat cells can res, revert to normal shape within seconds of deformity caused by impact. So, yeah. So it can't. Be, his skin cannot be punctured, lacerated, frostbitten, or ravaged by skin disease. His, but he's not super resilient to burning. Oh, well, it's oh. a, it's our, like, fallback rule in every RPG I've ever played, which is a fire kills damn near everything. The upper limits are not known to his abilities to absorb impact. You can easily survive a head-on collision with a bus heading at him at 100 miles per hour. Yeah, that's going to hurt the bus way more than it's going to hurt him. And even a slightly ferrous meteorite 50 feet in diameter falling on top of him at terminal velocity. It is damn. not known if he... Yeah. It is not known if an object traveling at near light speed would hurt him. Well, speaking of near light speed, we're going to be talking about uh, Monica Rambeau, and I'm wondering if they ever fought. I'm going to say, there is only one way to find out. She's made of light. It goes light speed. I know that because I've read ne Next Wave. <laughs> yeah, Next Wave. <laughs> Go Elvis Modox. <laughs> And I really, li I really like how snarky Machine Man is the entire time. Oh yeah, that comic's great. It is not known whether his, it, whether his skin imperviousness can uh, to heat can survive eleven million degree heat at the ground zero of a multi megaton atomic blast. 
Again, only one way to find out. Yeah. Well, I mean, we need to stop dropping nukes on them. That's what we <laughs> need to do. Uh, his nose, mouth, and ears are probably not. Oh. Everybody's so, got to have a weakness. Well, I mean... Th- th- for okay, him, it's so, the face. For For the most part, I think it should be a rule that if something is not invulnerable, go for their eyes. If their eyes are invulnerable, you can't hurt them. Yeah. Which reminds me of that really that one really great scene in uh, Superman Returns, like the one great scene in Superman Returns, <laughs> where uh, where that guy shoots a bullet at Superman's eyes and it re- deforms. Oh yeah, like it hits it. That was a great yeah. scene. Yeah, it was a great scene. Too bad the rest of it was just not good at all. <laughs> it was a Superman movie where Superman never threw a punch. And also lifted up an island of kryptonite, with kryptonite stabbed into him, about an hour too late in the movie. Brandon Ralph is good, though. I like Brandon Ralph. He's doing really great as Adam. As the Adam in Ray Palmer in DC's Legends of Tomorrow right now. Oh, okay. I know of that character. I I mean, I find him extremely cute, so that's probably also (laughs) part of it. You know? But I think he's 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 very he's very good. I like him a lot. So plugs, I guess. Plugs. I've got a Tumblr that hopefully will be updated by the time this comes out with some things, uh, and a Twitter. They're both Hellglass. I like to show up on other people's podcasts when they tell me to come on and be on our podcast, including besides this one, been on Turn to Page and As If and a Talking Cast and the Cast Next Door. And other ones I think I'm forgetting already. Hello, this is Jesse. I host this podcast as well as Turn to Page, a choose your adventure book podcast where I read choose your adventure book with a couple friends and we adventure and review and have goofs, as well as Random Sampling, a podcast with the lovely Carrie where we do talking things about random Wikipedia articles via the random article button on Wikipedia. As well, you can follow the show on at Alpha Flight Pod, as well as on Facebook via Facebook page on at the Alphabet Flight Facebook page. Uh, you can support the show by sharing with a friend and also sharing the links telling a friend or and rating subscribing and reviewing on itunes stitcher and your podcast catcher of choice the artwork is done by the talented and wonderful ryan healy oh oh land wow wow man what if you drew the blob with uh with the sphere of vengeance oh god i can try that'd be great okay cool uh this is Alphabet flight and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Bye. Bye bye.